0: Grant and Danny on the fan. Stretch run. Appreciate everybody making this show part of their day. We are live at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. We'll be here until 6.30. Stop by and say hello tonight or one last ride a week from now. Next Thursday, you can join us here at Rudy's where they've got a winter league that is kicking off with 30 teams. Oh. Nine weeks of co-ed league to come out here and hit golf balls. You don't actually have to walk and play golf. You just get to use their screens. It's every Wednesday, January 17th through March 13th. Uh, If you're a Rudy's member, you get discounts and take part in the league. The winners are going to get green Masters jackets that they've put together. Oh, that's cool. It's just a really good idea. Really, really neat. So check it out, rudysgolf.com, your new... Go-to spot for golf and entertainment. They
2: should do a bit where, like, they have a dinner beforehand, and, like, the winner like, in their green jacket gets to decide what they serve. And he's like, I want tater tots with
0: cheese on top of them as my meal, my, my Rudy's Master's meal. Speaking of food, I just got a text from my wife a couple minutes ago. Okay. She said that our daughter, Reagan. Yeah. Today, Reagan found out food costs money. She cried. I just think that's funny. <laughs> Wait, what? She said, today Reagan found out that food costs money. I wonder what the co- – She so, cried.
2: I wonder what the learning process
0: was like there. I also wonder why she cried. Like, is it because she doesn't view that she has money, so then she won't get oh, any food? Oh, like, I wonder. We got you covered, I think. Well, because
2: we, we've been – I've been ham- – because I'm, I'm so cheap. I've been hammering that to my children since, like, before they could walk, and they don't care. Yeah. They, they think money's infinite. Oh, and it's not. And it's not at all. It's very finite. Um but they, they believe it's just this, this never-ending faucet that will never turn off and it's all fine and they can waste stuff. It drives me crazy. What
0: right now – you can probably do go a lot of ways with this. Okay. What costs the most that should – not or, like, what is something right now in your mind? Because everything is so expensive. Mm-hmm. And you could tweet me if you have a good answer. I'd be curious to see what you think. At Grant H. Paulson. But what do you think is the thing that just costs so much more than it should – that's an unbelievable question.
2: That's an unbelievable – because be, you, to your point, everything does.
0: And, uh, like, I get – in other words no, – I like, know, I know, I know. Uh, but my point is, like, someone yeah. might say gasoline. But, like, there's a supply and demand element. Sure. And there's a lot going on there. So
2: gasoline I get. So here, and here's why. Somebody has to go into some unforgiving place and stick a giant super needle in the ground and then suction it up ship it all over the world, take it through like a refinery and change its composition and Then someone else has to deliver it, stick it in the ground, and then other people have to work at that spot, and it's going to eventually go in my car. I understand there's a lot of hands that have to get involved with that. When it's like the simple little widget, like this toothbrush is $11. Is it, though? Really? Should that be? See what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I can't stand. So a
0: toothbrush is your answer. No, I just thought my head with a toothbrush. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with my age old. What am I going to say? What is it? A soft drink at a restaurant. Oh, there you go,
2: Four seventy-five for a Diet Coke.
0: You, you, you can't do that to me. You just can't. And they would never do that to you here at Rudy's. No, that's, they wouldn't do that. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't have me come into your restaurant and sit down and, and tell me that it costs four-some dollars for a, a couple ice cubes and some Diet Coke. The fountain soda? Can't do it.
2: Uh, furniture is astounding. <laughs> We got a new couch uh, last year. This is our forever couch. Okay, you, like, I
0: was gonna say, did you go big?
2: Yeah, this this is this is our couch. Like, what's Danny and Megan's couch? This is the couch. When you come see us in twenty years, we're sitting on this couch. I sit on it every day. We're getting our money's worth out of this couch. But when I was, my wife and I were talking about, hey, we need to upgrade. Like, the, we've had the same stupid IKEA at four different places now that we live together. It's time to get this new, like, real thing. And I was, she was like, how much do you want to spend? And I was like, you know, I think I am thinking like. I don't know, let's get a
0: nice one, like, like $1,500, and she spit her drink out Yeah, we laughing I, at me. I told you this on the air a few years ago. We had the same thing where we were getting a couch. My wife wanted something that was thousands and thousands of dollars, and I wanted something that was as cheap as possible. I thought couches cost 1200 bucks. Right. Write down what yours cost. Let's, let's take a peek at it. All right. Hold on, give me a second. I'll so what we here. did, by the way, me and my wife compromised. My point was our children are very young. They're going to make so much mess. They're gonna draw in this and put stickers on it and all kinds of stuff, and so we decided to scale back and kind of split the difference. You did not. Yeah. That's that was her original idea. Yeah. We hedged, but but you said this is your forever guy.
2: Yeah. This that's what my my point is.
0: And her, no. that's what she said. She's like, we're gonna have this for 20 plus years. You need to invest. And I'm like, no, 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 we we we're not. kids, we're gonna have it for six years because I got three under five right now. Mm-hmm. They're gonna ruin this so hard, so mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. And they are doing some ruining, by the way. Lots of ruin of that couch.
2: So who was right? That's not important. I think it's pretty important to remember who's
0: right. Yeah, my wife was right.
2: Mm. Let me go back over who said what and see if I can tell you who was right. Yeah, so, but this one, we've, we're like, okay, there's no food on it ever. Nobody's drinking on it ever. But I sit on it every day. We're getting our money's worth out of that. My, my purse sit still isn't good value, but maybe in like 20 or 30 years, it might be good value.
0: Uh, here's some answers, by the way. Uh, let's see. Somebody's saying cereal is way too expensive. Oh, my God.
2: Cereal's gotten so expensive. Really? Yeah. Which, like it-
0: this might shock you. This actually came up a couple of nights ago. I had forgotten to tell you. Do you know I haven't eaten cereal in over 20 years?
2: Yeah, of course not, because you don't put milk on your cereals. So there's no point to you.
0: I haven't eaten a – not, it's not a speck. What would one piece of cereal be? Would I just say a piece? Like a eaten, unit of cereal? Yeah. I haven't eaten any cereal in over two decades. Easy. I've probably only eaten cereal maybe 30 times in my life. Because you eat
2: it like a like dog food.
0: Yeah. You don't like put milk on your cereal like people do. Because that's how good it is. Hey-oh.
2: Am I right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure Cinematose Crunch isn't <laughs> delicious.
0: Uh, or any big, of the other amazing Here, here are the cereals I liked. Okay. I never, I always did it with a cup, and I would pour it into my mouth like the Paulson with meatballs. Mm-hmm. Fruit Loops in a cup, Red Solo cup, walk around, kind of pour them in like yep. water.
2: They were good dry crunch. I'll agree with
0: you. I, I like that. Um, I would do Marshmallows Only Lucky Charms. So like I would pull out all the marshmallows and put them in a cup. That was always fun. Dude, Lucky Charms, man. Uh, was there anything else? Fruit Loops. You do Lucky Cocoa Charms. Puffs. No. you ever do Cocoa Crisps? You hated Cocoa Puffs? I hated them. Of course you did. Um, that might have been it. Maybe Cheerios, but I didn't like those that much. Honey uh,
2: Nut Cheerios were the hotness. As not always. Honey Nut. Definitely not. No, yes. All the time. Um, by the box. Pretty much if, if it came in a box and it said General Mills on it, I've destroyed it. So
0: how much are, is a box of cereal right now? Like 3 bucks, three eighty? Twice that.
2: Really? For like a for a, and it's like and the portion sizes are getting smaller, so it's like you want a bowl of cereal. It's like nine uh, frosted flakes in one, and it's like seven bucks for a, for a box of cereal. Cereal
0: is outrageous. This is a good one. Drew on Twitter again. I'm at Grant H. Paulson. Says that a bottle of water is way too expensive. Another good one. That is phenomenal. When's the last time you ever bought a bottle of water anywhere and weren't furious at what you were paying? So
2: my son's like one of his travel soccer games from the middle of nowhere. It's not even in Fredericksburg. It's like outside some like. Nine field complex and there's like one Wawa fairly close by and I love Wawa so much, but they know they got you. There's there's no other place to hydrate or get, or get any kind of food for miles and miles at this spot and it was like three seventy nine. Love it for like a regular bottle of water, not like one of the big giant you know super spring ones where it's like be hydrated for six days. This is just a regular bottle of water. It was like it was almost five bucks.
0: I'm I'm hearing I've got a couple people telling me grapes are very expensive. Now I don't do the grocery shopping for the Paulsons. Mm. I'm going to have to ask my wife about yeah, that. Yeah, fruit's one. expensive. Um, and then fast food, a lot of people are saying. That is a game changer. Mm-hmm. If you were to find a receipt from a decade ago, yeah, what you paid. I remember going through the drive-thru and getting just two days' worth of food. Because I was a, I just, I'm was i a really gross person. Sure. And sure, I love eating it all. Sure, yeah. In one sitting. And you would just pummel so much food. You'd, fit, you'd feel so terrible. And you spend like $8.53. Yeah, you, I could go to Taco Bell. And spend under nine dollars. Yeah, and be full. What's your for standard a day and order and right now? I know you don't go to McDonald's much, probably. But if you went to McDonald's tonight, what's your standard order?
2: Uh, it is one of the burgers meal, super size, like the biggest you can get. Okay, right? they
0: only do large now, but the right, large. You know I mean, the, the big. big. I
2: upcharge. I get the biggest yeah. you can get, and then it's a second main is also a side. So it's going to be chicken nuggets. It might be a chicken sandwich. Right, but that's More so standard. Right, we're
0: actually on the same page. I go large number three with the diet coke which is the quarter pounder with cheese meal. Mm-hmm. And then I go with a 10-piece nugget on the side. Yeah, That's my old faithful. That's mm-hmm. my standard. I should go double cheeseburger on the side of large chicken nuggets, which is the number 10 generally. Mm-hmm. Get a 10-piece nugget. but Because most of the time the double cheeseburger, for whatever reason, is just cooked better than the, the quarter pounder I've found as an in official. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why that is. I'm not really sure. Hmm. But I do the, the large quarter pounder with, with chicken nuggets. But the reason I bring this up is, you go through the McDonald's drive-through now, my faith, my old faithful's like fourteen seventy-six. Yeah, I was product. gonna say you're cracking thirteen bucks. 50, you know, we're we're right there around fifteen dollars. That that was like nine something not that long ago.
2: Yeah, my Chick-fil-A order does that because when you, when you get your second your your second main as a side your side of nuggets, all of a sudden now you're north of double digits again. I'm telling you, it it has it has
0: gotten here. Somebody says printer ink. Oh, dude, when's the last time you had to get printer ink? It, it happens. Who, who has a printer now? A lot of people have printers. Do they? Yeah. But
2: that's I, what the printer. the printer's like 5 bucks and then it's like the the ink of the printer lasts for 9 prints and then you got to go to like 9 Staples to, to find it. But that's why I would never it's own so a expensive. printer. Yeah, it's, it's so just, expensive.
0: Just go to a a FedEx Kinkos or something if you need something printed. <sighs> That's, that's the plan? Dude, it's Walking like, there, walk there with a floppy disk? Honestly, it's like owning a pool or a boat. It's the same – it's the yeah. amount of work is insane mm-hmm. for a printer. I, I would say, like, work and annoyance, it goes owning a printer, owning a boat, owning a pool. <laughs> in, in that order. In, in that order. Just go across the street to you, the UPS. They, they let you print things in the back or whatever the store is. Just I do that. I don't know about going to Kinko's, though, and be like, hey, can I have this with a uh, – but it's on my disk. Or just like make friends with the manager at the local restaurant. Right? I don't know. Go in and be like, "Hey, man." He's like, "You again?" Okay. What I do,
2: what I, what I do a lot of times
0: actually is, like, "Hey, Darius, can you print this at <laughs> work?" Yeah, 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 there you go. Make <laughs> friends with your. I do that bit. even though you don't know what teams his dad likes or what TV Whoa. shows he watches.
2: Whoa! Yeah. I didn't. I'm not the one who accused him of loving Friends. Yeah, he you loves. Were. No, that was Ryan. He loves Parks and Rec. We quote it all the time to each other.
0: Uh, I still can't believe that Ryan thought that Darius liked Friends. Man, oh, man. Mm. Danny likes friends, for the record. Danny does. Danny. Different guy than Darius. All right, let's go through these really quickly. This is Hogshaven's 10 biggest blunders of the Rivera era by Captain Riverboat, Ron Rivera. Number one, failing to draft a quarterback in 2020 and taking Chase Young. In hindsight, no doubt about it, that set the whole thing up for failure. Yeah, I think
2: and in, in – Real-time sight, foresight for some of us, I would say, but uh, either not trading back
0: or drafting a quarterback there turned out to be worse than we thought. I just think the decision in that moment was not as bad as how it has turned out. In other words, you, you could have made the argument, but, but let's not let history repeat itself here, people. Right. They're about to pick second with their new head coach <laughs> right. and GM, and people yet again are advocating for the incumbent quarterback. The, the difference being that now Sam Howell's. It's shown more than Dwayne Haskins had, obviously. Uh, number two, vastly overpaying for Carson Wentz. Uh, what they gave up, taking on the whole contract, the draft picks, uh, that was just bad. I mean, it was so bad. And boy, did it blow up in their face. It
2: certainly did, and it, very predictable. That was, that was an easy one to see coming. That was the, we're, we're letting everyone know that we're actively searching and we can't get embarrassed anymore, so we have to overpay so that with someone who can't tell us no.
0: Uh, by the way, Darius, I just sent this one. Uh, movie theater popcorn. That's a great one. Yeah, I
2: mean. You're, concessions yeah, at the cons- movie theater. Okay, movie, like ballpark concessions, movie theater concessions. That's always been a little bit of a hike. It's now to the point where it's like 11
0: bucks for popcorn. I mean, the airport shopping, essentially. Yeah, like, same deal, yeah. I'm here. They know I'm going to eat popcorn and get a drink. They can charge me whatever they want, and I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah, eight fifty-five for Chex Mix. It is just crazy. Yeah. I took my kids to go see Migration. A couple of weeks ago over the break, uh, right around Christmas time. And, you know, one of them grabs the snacks. Now the other one's got to get a snack. So we did two very small lemonades, a very small popcorn that we were all going to split, which means I pummel it and they don't get any. Yep. And then they both got a, a candy they chose. It was like $57 or something nuts for, for like the three of us. We could have gone out to a great American restaurant and <laughs> had nice meals <laughs> or had me candy, own. popcorn, in a soft drink. Uh, That was a good one. Good job by Darius. Movie guy. See, that's a movie guy. Movie guy.
1: Uh,
0: pursuing a massive trade for Russell Wilson. Look, they tried. It didn't work out. Who cares? They did offer three firsts, and I can, like you can, I can remember that and say they, they would have been terribly wrong, and thank God they didn't get them. But they didn't get them. So I, I don't know if that's one of their ten biggest mistakes, because what's the difference? It didn't hurt them. Yeah, so that one
2: I don't agree with. Like, they were trying to get a quarterback. That was a mistake that they were saved from. So I guess you could put it on the
0: list. They tried but I, I see the point. Three firsts. Yeah. Knowing what we know about how that ended up, thank God, yeah, thank goodness, because I, mean, I was for that. By the way, at the time, I'm like, but what but do also you have to think do? about this? They would be right now in the process of probably all being fired, and the new head coach would be coming in here, and they'd have the albatross of the Wilson contract because presumably they would have locked him up on the uh, other side. They said uh, going with Carson Wentz as the starter against the Browns at the end of last year when he threw the picks. That one's pretty obvious. Letting his chief talent evaluator walk away in 2020, that's Kyle Smith. I hated that at the time. I thought he was one of the sharper people in the building. That makes a lot of sense to me, that a lot of things changed right then. He was one of the few guys in the building that could tell Ron no, or not necessarily tell him no, but would say things that Ron didn't want to hear. And I think when you lost those checks and balances, it got a lot worse.
2: One of their six first and second round picks over the last few seasons since Kyle Smith is gone, you would say has been a hit. And that's Sam Cosme. There's some, some positives happened with John Dotson, some decent moments with Jamon Davis, but as a first rounder, no, the rest of it's been bad. So yeah, that turned out to be a pretty major
0: uh, faux pas there. Very good piece here from Hogs Haven, where they listed the 10 biggest blunders of the Rivera era. We're going through them. Number six, drafting. Mm Uh, reach first and second round projects, trading up for a long snapper. You could just say having terrible drafts. Yep, pretty Uh, simple. We've covered that pretty extensively. Here's a good one that we don't think about very often. Allowing Kevin O'Connell to get away. Uh, Now, I've pointed this out a lot. I remember at that time talking to Kevin O'Connell quite a bit as he was leaving, going to Los Angeles. I know him pretty well from his time here as an O.C., He had his eyes out the building anyway, I think, and he wanted to go work somewhere where he might be able to make a leap and get a head coaching job. I hate to say this because he's no longer with us, but I don't think he wanted to continue to work uh, as the coordinator for Dwayne Haskins, not because he didn't like the person. I think he liked Dwayne plenty, but because he just didn't believe in him as a prospect. And as we're seeing with the enemy, if you're linked to a quarterback, like how that guy plays is whether or not you get a job. So he went to L.A. and had a much better situation with the Rams, with Matt Stafford, won a Super Bowl, and then got a head coaching job in Minnesota. That said, Rivera also didn't work hard to keep him, it didn't seem like, or want him around. I remember talking to Kevin at the time. like He didn't feel like he was a priority. Uh, Ron wanted his guys in there. Mm -hmm. O'Connell wasn't one of them. One of those guys was Scott Turner because it was Norv's kid, and he had called plays in Charlotte to end the season before. So that's a great one that I didn't really give a lot of thought. Yeah, so about.
2: that's interesting how how you view that, right? Because I think two things are true. I wanted Ron Rivera to be far more interested and desperate than I got the sense that he was to keep an up and coming star that's now turned out to be a pretty darn good offensive mind, head coach, et etc. But I think Kevin O'Connell had a foot out the door to your point, just given the situation, given the turmoil. But given if you who want he would to give him the tie a raise to, and say, "Hey,
0: I want to empower you, that star," like. There was none of that.
2: So that's why I fault Rivera and company for saying, no, no, Scott Turner's a better option. Wrong. No, he's not.
0: Kevin O'Connell's a better option. Try to, stay, try to keep the better option. Did you make a valiant attempt, yes right. or no? And I think the answer is no. Right. Uh, using players in the wrong position or in the wrong schemes. 100%. Something you talk about a lot. They highlight Landon Collins, William Jackson, Emmanuel Forbes, Sam Cosme, Antonio Gibson, Jamin Davis, Kalik Hudson. Pretty good starting point. Pretty standard right there, right? Uh, cutting Dustin Hopkins for Chris Blewett. God, that was a fiasco. I mean, you cut Hopkins, brought in a guy who was just so ill-prepared for that opportunity, and it was immediately embarrassing. That was when I go anti-MIDAS touch, like whatever you touch, it kind of (laughs) something cringeworthy happens right after. (laughs) Whatever that is. That was a great example of it.
2: Where was the competition before? That was the point. Not necessarily that you you, you cut Dustin Hopkins for somebody else. I mean, kickers rotate all the time. It happens in this league. Where was it in – the spring where was it in the summertime where was it at training camp where was it in the preseason as Hopkins was missing kick after kick having a bad year that happens sometimes that's when kickers change
0: teams that didn't exist and then you got a guy that was like okay in high school number 10 on Hogshaven's list of Rivera's big blunders failing to invest adequately in the offensive line uh well said I I would have kind of worded it just as swinging and missing constantly like allowing the offensive line to fall apart any move in a vacuum maybe was not the end-all be-all whether it's trading Trent Williams when he wants out or not tagging Scherf for a third time in a row, which they'd already screwed up. But you add them all together, those things, and going and getting two different former Panthers guards, Trey Turner uh, and uh, Norwell, that that both fell on their face, and having the Flowers situation end the way that it did. Over and over again, year after year, you kind of look at it, and the line kept getting worse. The one thing they seemed to get right initially was landing Charles Leno Kind of on accident when he yeah. got cut at the end of the off season, and have since extended him. Uh, but it is, you know, on the, if we're looking at this like a batting average, I would say they hit about 157 on their moves on the offensive line, it, and it they paid for it all year.
2: Certainly, over the last several years, right? They inherited a good group. Remember, Ron Rivera was going around letting everybody know that they PFF ranked us number five or six on their offensive line rankings, and none of those guys are here
0: anymore, pretty much, and they got a lot worse at that spot. So that was their management. To that point, uh, they had a poll on this Hogshaven piece where people could vote on which decision, which handling was most egregious. 26% of respondents said that failing to draft a quarterback with the second pick in 2020 when they passed on Herbert and Tua was the biggest misstep. 24%, almost the same number, said failing to invest adequately in the offensive line was Rivera's biggest problem. Then the trade of Carson Wentz and the inability to draft you know, followed that up.
2: Indeed. I mean, I'd add free agency to that mix where they were terrible, either not aggressive or just handing money to the incorrect person. Everyone from Andrew Norwell to William Jackson uh, was, frankly, disastrous and performed worse. The best it has been in free agency for them is probably Curtis Samuel, who's underperformed given what they expect him to do. Perfectly fine slot guy, gadget guy, number three receiver, but not what they paid him to do
0: can you tweet out the link to the story i did the other day i'll tweet it at a boy uh hogs haven to go check it out and danny will tweet you a link at funny danny right now uh rudy's golf in kingstown the spot of these thursday shows we got one final broadcast from rudy's next thursday out here with the double deck driving range and top tracer technology the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment for daris and Vic. Back in our D.C. studios and our crew out here in Alexandria, Chris, Ryan, and Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Thank you for listening. Overtime with Linnell Willingham comes your way next. Thank
1: you for coming.